Hey, dude, are you running late here today? Running around a little early for you? I'm not running late. I thought we started at 630. You're the one. I can't even believe you have the to say that after being 20 minutes late last week. It's not even 630 yet. Uh, you're usually early. And just so you know, I hit record right away. Oh, see that you're gonna have to you're gonna have to recreate erase that because I said the F word. I, I talked over top of you, so you didn't hear it. And if you didn't say that just now, nobody would have known. I'm, I'm I'm leaving. So with that, happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to <laughs> Fifty. Starting over on Barry Edwards. You can't do that, man. And that's Merle Garrison. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Yes, here we are. Beautiful Friday, man. Stoked. Really happy to be doing this right now. And uh, what's weather like over there? It's hot. LA. Yeah, yeah. It's hot muggy. day on tap yeah. here. Real hot day on tap here. And muggy too. Muggy here as well today. Um, having a party for my Airbnb beers tonight, like a happy hour party. They are leaving tomorrow. They've been here for like four and a half months or something. Wow. And hate to see, yeah, I hate to see them go. Really do. And the neighbors across the street absolutely fell in love with them. They're the ones kind of hosting this party. So I'm just going to stop by, have a couple beers, say goodbye. And I, wa I want to leave them you know, to themselves to uh, have a nice uh, parting party. So, but yeah, so I got uh, two weeks. I I'm going to have to move in there this weekend because I got a frantic two weeks ahead of me with a lot of projects to do while I'm working. And uh, I may be doing the podcast from there next, next week. Not sure. It's going to be frantic because then I got these guys coming in for six months uh, and it's a a September 1st. But I got to tell you, I feel very fortunate that I got through COVID without any, having to eat those monthly bills. Yeah, uh, good for you, man. That's a gigantic yeah. uh, accomplishment that we huge. talked about early on. It's huge. Yeah, yeah, so real happy about that. How'd your week go? Oh, man, it's been a great week. Great oh, week. In um, what regard? Oh, lots of progress at work, lots of uh, positive things happening, getting out there in front of customers now and making the business move for forward. Real? And yeah, yeah, oh. for real. Oh, wearing a mask and stuff or no? Oh, no, 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 no. This happens, you know, over video now. So Oh, you know. well, I said for real. And uh, today, I guess we I mean... For real, look, real I was like, they're real customers, Barry. Well, look what day and age we're in. I say for real, and we assume that virtual is real now. Mm. You know? But yeah, Zoom's been a blessing for me, as I've said uh, many times. It's, it just has increased my connections with my customers for the, yeah. better, for the better. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the way it has to happen right now, especially in the hospitals, because... You know, everybody's, they're the ones on the front lines. I mean, they actually have COVID people coming into their location. So mm, they're very, very, very careful about that. You know, I have not really uh, looked at any COVID news this week. Is there any uh, real news? Other than, oh, it's huge, because uh, it was earlier in the week, Russia is pushing to release their version of a vaccine for this before they've done extensive human trials. So I, I wouldn't be rushing out to get that vaccine anytime soon. Uh, it seems to be the way it goes in Russia. You yep. know, I mean, this is a, we live in a country that has uh, priorities and precedents that no other country has. And I think we take that for granted sometimes. I, I just thank God that, that we live here in a country that, uh, that, that minds these types of things and human rights are at the top of, uh, at the top of the priorities. But you know, yeah, I haven't seen a lot of, well, yeah, there has been some news regarding uh, COVID-19. Uh, Joe Biden came out yesterday to say that he would recommend that everyone across the country be mandated to wear masks outside and that there be uh, big penalties for anybody that doesn't for the next three months. Okay, I, I know how you feel about that. And as somebody, I try to stay very moderate about these things. That still does anger me. Uh, I, I just don't see that that would really do anything. Uh, well, I think you're in the same boat with about 90% of the people out there. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I, I, I understand. About, yeah, he, this is part of his campaign now. So COVID-19 is a big part of his campaign. And this so they're was a politicizing it more. 
Oh, Jeez. absolutely. In fact, what they've done is they've blamed Donald Trump for all of the problems that are happening. He and um, his new running mate, uh, Kamala Harris, yeah. they've, they've blamed Donald Trump and saying that if he would have acted faster, about fifty to 60,000 people would still be alive today. And oh, it's because sure. of his, his ineptness that the schools have closed down and that business has closed down and that the economy has tanked. And it's because of his actions that have caused that and his inability. And they've even compared it to the, the Ebola virus when uh, Obama and Biden were in charge and said they did their job. Only a couple of people died from that. And this is what good government looks like. But wow. the Ebola virus was not a pandemic. Oh, very true. Very um, true. And uh, I, think, uh, I, I think that we're in for it this election season. If we thought it was bad. Oh, it's going to be this, bad. This is going to be an exponential um, onslaught of you better get your boots out because it's going to get deep. It's for sure. And it's what bothers me the most is just how divided uh, the people are. And, you know, as we talked about last week, there's a, a woman that left MSNBC and published that long scathing letter about how uh, mainstream media makes you compromise your principles every single day because they're purposely dividing the country for ratings. Yes. Because it yes. works for ratings. And the Trump derangement syndrome thing is real. And that they're good. this election, they're going to be feeding that like a frenzy. And I, I wonder how much of that's going to work. You know, because you're going to hear that for months on end continuously. And there's a thing. Like, you just keep repeating the same thing five times. Kids do it all the time. And uh, that's supposed to then become uh, your reality. And, you know. I hate being manipulated. I, I, I do too. recognize that. Right? I hate it myself. And, you know, on top of that, this week, the CDC came out with a report that says that more than one in four young adults seriously considered suicide in the past month. And wow. we talked about this, yeah. and they're, they're attributing this to the, the pandemic and the impact of physical distancing and the stay-at-home orders. Uh, we talked about how these things that are happening uh, are impacting the young people mm. really in, uh, in disproportionately. And well, and we don't prepare them. No, not at all. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Get you right back there. Just we don't prepare them for hardship. They've been coddled. And so, of course, this is going to happen. I hate to say it so bluntly. Well, and I, I, uh, I look at the fact that even looking at it biblically, Right in the beginning of the Bible, God says it's not good for man to be alone. And here we've mm. isolated people. We've made it so that if you see people out in the street, you don't want to come near them. We look at other people as the enemy almost. We are in a, we're in a place now that we haven't been before. This is, uh, this is crazy. And you talked about the, the sensitive nature of where people are. This whole thing with um, the mail-in ballots and um, sending this over through the post office, I don't know. I, I look at it this way. Do you trust the post office to get your mail from one place to another? Would you put a $100 bill in an envelope and send it over to me? I wouldn't. I don't um, trust anyone. I, when I voted in 2016, I went to the school. And as I always say, I live in little San Francisco. And I watched them look at my votes Mm. turn it over, look at my votes. I watched them put it in the envelope and I was just like, oh, I didn't trust them for a minute. I thought they were going to slide it under the table. Yeah. You know, that's interesting you say that because um, if, if we're having those kinds of problems at the polls, imagine the kinds of problems if all of your ballots are going to some unknown place through the postal mm -hmm. service uh, I don't know if you've ever had anything lost in the mail before, but we've actually had Everyone a problem has. with stuff just not showing up. We don't yeah. know how that happens. Um, I think the postal service is worse than ever. You know, well, it is. It is. This is the worst that it's been. They're they're literally billions of dollars in debt. Mm -hmm. uh, their their whole system is completely jacked up. I I've had to deal with them because we've had mail stolen recently. And we've had to, I've had to go down to the post office and talk to the people. 
I mean, they're the most disorganized sure. organization on. They have no they, accountability. It's they a don't government. care. Yeah. They don't care. They don't. Neither do the police, by the way. If you if you have a problem with this, the police don't care about it either. They've got mm-hmm. bigger fish to fry. Well, what can it's they do? What can the police do to a post office? Uh, you got a good Nothing. point there. Nothing. You got a good point. Hey, you know, I want to talk a bit about, because I've been talking with. Like, oh, wait, uh, I wanted to oh, make a point. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No. The point is, is if the election results come out where there's some type of disagreement because of fraud that's happening through, let's say, the post office, boy, the touchy nature of where we are uh, with the parody that's happening right now could set off some pretty scary things. As as we look at federal buildings being surrounded and attacked, Mm. gosh, you know, I mean, the whole Civil War started with a federal building being surrounded and attacked. It's called Fort Sumter. Mm. Um, this is, uh, we're in a pretty, pretty scary time Precarious. right now. Yeah. It really is a, a, a scary situation that's happening. It is. Don't you think this kind of... I hate to be of... a downer on this, but it is no, reality I agree. what we're Do- looking at. It seems to mirror, we were so young back then, but the riots of like, was it the late 60s? had mm-hmm. a, a lot of racial riots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. like, you know, it's kind of legendary. And I feel like that's a, sa- a similar period we're going through right now. You and, know what's interesting about, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to ask you. Uh, and if Trump were to get reelected, because um, Trump got elected last time, as far as we can tell, is because he's really the anti, uh, uh, anti-politically correct machine that they've been trying to weaponize and so that would lead me to think that he's probably going to get reelected again based on that because they doubled down on it uh, yet again yeah so if he does get reelected what do you think what do you think is going to happen do you think that there would be a civil war basically or do you think that they would curl up in a ball and just give up I would have to say that there is a form of a civil war happening right now. And uh, just like we had a cold war with Russia for several years, actually decades, I believe that's what we're having right now. And that a cold war can easily turn into a hot war. And there is a chance of that. I, I used to, Anne-Marie and I used to talk about this and I'd say, oh, that, of course it's possible, but the chances are so unlikely. But sure, I, I changed my mind. I think... I'm going to say this publicly that she may have been right. Uh, <laughs> couldn't, even, couldn't even say she was right. Okay, she was right. <laughs> and that was, could, could, it could definitely happen. And if, but look, what if Trump isn't elected? What if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris get in? Does that make things better? Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know that it, a question was posed on Quora, of course, and said, mm. well, if Biden wins, are, are the left going to riot? The right. Is the right going to riot? And no. uh, yeah, and uh, cause all this uh, commotion. And I, yeah, I had to respond to that. Said, no, all these riots are totally a left, a far left thing. Right. I don't even right. want to say a left thing, a far left thing. And uh, no, if Biden wins, I, I just think the Republicans would just get back to work. However, I see this, that it seems to me that there is no satisfying the far left. Even when Obama was the president, they were not happy with Obama. They wanted him to go way further into extremes and he was willing to even consider. Mm-hmm. And that's why we had things like Occupy Wall Street during the Obama administration. And I see also uh, the riots that we had in Baltimore. Now think about that. In Baltimore, during the Obama administration, you had a black chief of police, you had a black mayor, you had a black uh, district attorney. Um, You had most of the people on the police force were black. Even the the police that arrested Freddie Gray, half of them were black. Uh, You had a black-run city, a black-run organization, and yet they were rioting and saying that it was because of white oppression that these people were, were rioting and looting. So if you get Joe Biden in, I don't see these people being appeased or being happy by anything that he does. And the other thing is that the more these people press, that's the guy that's going to capitulate to their demands already. 
this whole thing, he's not even the president, but saying that we have to wear masks outside for the next three months, there's no scientific evidence to back this up. And talk about oppression and think about it. If he becomes the president, that becomes a uh, an executive order. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, further, the like these mayors, the Portland, Seattle, they try to align with this left movement only to get basically shit on by, by them as well. And, I mean, that was a rude awakening for these guys. I, I wonder why they didn't expect that. I mean, how idiotic is that? How not out to of touch? This? How out of touch are they? Where they think that they they're starting? So I, and I swear to God, I posed uh, the question on Quora too. How do they think that burning down their own cities are are, are going to uh, and then turn somehow turn this around and? make it Trump's fault. I hate trying to defend Trump. And, I, and I'm not defending Trump. You're what, not. I'm, I'm, what I'm saying is this, this left movement, this manipulative movement. I don't know how these cons, their constituents can uh, buy into this. Well, I, must, I just don't know. It's got to be a blind hatred in order to buy into something. I mean, burn down like, your own like town. This. this is awesome. Yeah. I, I agree. And I don't think, look, there's studies out there right now, polls out there that are saying things like eight out of 10 black citizens do not agree with defund the police. They actually want more police. Wow. So um, what we're seeing, and we've talked about this before, are the outliers. They're the ones that are talking right now. I mean, you just look at just last night, uh, and I think this was last night, but uh, Seattle mob goes through neighborhoods threatening residents. This is happening now. I saw this happening in D.C. and Portland, where these mobs now are going into the neighborhoods in the middle of the night with bullhorns, and they're they're standing outside of people's houses, telling them to wake up in rude, rude language, uh, accusing them of stealing the land of of black people, and that they need wow. to give their houses to the black people that oh they've stolen God. from. You know this whole thing of gentrification, gentrification, mm. and uh, this is this is completely out of hand. You don't see any police controlling this situation whatsoever. It's it's, it's completely out of hand. Oh, speaking of that, uh, you talked about Portland. The Portland, uh, you know, the, there were several people that were arrested in Portland during these riots that they've had over the last several weeks. And really, the arrest just started recently. Yeah. All of them got let go. Yeah, I heard about no that. No charges. No. All, there were no charges. So what does that mean? We saw what happened in Chicago this past week where all these people uh, broke into the Miracle Mile. Have you been to the Miracle Mile? It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. It's yeah. this beautiful. I love that area. Mm -hmm. They destroyed it. They drove cars through windows, uh, shopping windows, and they, they took things and the organizers of the protests the next day said this was a form of reparations and yeah. that um, these, uh, these people now that did the stealing, that now they have clothes that they can wear and that uh, it didn't matter because the people that owned these stores had insurance. Mm. What, what kind of thinking I that. don't know. I don't know. Our, our world has gone completely mad. You know what, though? I wanted to talk about something on a positive side here. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, I, because I got a couple clients that are consultants. Uh, one of the things I specialize in, people opening their own consultancy, going into business for themselves. And of course, it's a challenging time during COVID. And I, I said last week, I'm having quite a hard time with my dentist getting her to get the more elective type of procedures, people in for that. As you could probably surmise, I'm not rushing to the dentist to get my teeth whitened or anything during COVID, you know, and uh, which I've never done that, by the way. But um, oh, so I, I said, hey, well, we got to take a look at during anything as bleak as some things may seem. You know, when things occur, there's always opportunity. So when some, when one door closes, another door opens. And so I said, well, we got to just take a look at industries that actually have been thriving because of COVID. And so I just this morning finally oh, Googled that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it is. So it, I did this from the vantage point of my, for one, my electrical uh, safety guy. He goes into 
corporations. It goes into industries and trains them in electric safety so that people don't get shocked and killed using machinery and things like that. And that's, they got to be OSHA compliant. It's a good thing. Again, coming back to America, why our country is so great is that we take very serious measures along these lines so people aren't, uh, you know, uh, coronaviruses aren't escaping our labs and things like that. Um, Just to put a little... That was good. I like that. (laughs) And then I have my lean consultant too. So, you know, he, of course, is having trouble with uh, finding people that uh, that are thriving in this environment too. So... And in all of these regards, in any regard, it is still a, a climate where you should be in, you know this too, Merle, I think you said it a couple of weeks ago, <clears throat> you should really concentrate on building your relationships with your clients right now, helping them out as much as you can. This will not last forever. I think we're going to be on the other side of it soon, but so we got to get our, our feet planted. But for right now, I did want to uh, uh, just mention some of the uh, industries that uh, I found that are thriving. Uh, e-commerce retailers, as you can imagine, Amazon has got to be going through the roof. Uh, Lisa yeah. and I order so much online, but yeah. you know, every other places too. Uh, industrial real estate. I didn't think about that. Uh, I do have a client that just sold Wait, some what, what, are you, what are you talking about here? Okay. So it's I did not read the paragraph. I'll read it now. Typically, when we think about an e-commerce distribution facility, we calculate that they require about three times that of a typical business-to-business facility to accommodate more complex pick-pack systems and provide access to a greater variety of product. With with an interest in bringing some industries back to the United States for better control in times of disruption, looking at you, China, as well as a new trend of increasing safety stock, demand for industrial space will likely grow. This makes sense as mm. it's explained like that. That is, yeah, I, I get sentence. that. And oh, go ahead. Following, uh, f- following on the growth of e-commerce, new retailers will develop strictly online marketplaces and have management either working from the distribution facility and or from home. It does make sense to me. It does. And at the same time, I'm seeing so many industrial facilities that are completely vacant right now. And I, mm. I was driving by a bunch of these and I'm thinking there's got to be some type of opportunity around this because look at all this space. It's just sitting there. And especially out here, the, the rent for that has got to be astronomical. They're just mm. throwing money away. Mm. I wonder uh, if this is a, an answer to that. Well, I know this, this is, uh, as this does take place, these are natural clients for both my electrical safety guy and my lean training guy. So that's mm. something to look forward to. Wow. Yeah. Got a whole bunch here. Uh, augmented reality. I guess you would just, well, it's the ability to see and touch goods prior to purchasing. It uh, sounds like um, the weed dealers out here, augmented reality. Uh, well, I first thought like VR. Uh, I thought entertainment. Virtual no, reality. You're saying, this is true. Like I will not buy clothes from Amazon. I need to see how something fits. You know, I'm not going to buy a pair of pants uh, without trying them on, uh, right. something like that, or shoes. Uh, well, this is fill, it seems like it will fill a little bit of a void. Um, so that's basically what it's talking about. It's going hand in hand with e-commerce yeah. again, enabling you to more sense, get a sense of the uh, feel of a product. Hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Uh, next, robotics. Robotics, of course, we're trying to automate everything. Mm, that's scary. Oh, man, I got so much to talk about as far as automation goes that just worries me as far as uh, keeping jobs, so having right. enough jobs for people. Next, 5G and the growth of bandwidth requirements. Of course, man, we're eating up. I imagine we're eating up so much bandwidth now with COVID that it's ridiculous. Virtual oh, meetings. I, I agree. Yeah, virtual meetings, yeah. Zoom, Microsoft, Google, Apple, everybody is rushing to do the better uh, virtual meeting software. Online groceries and last mile distribution centers, that has gotten huge. I don't think that people have been able to keep up with that because of COVID. I know a lot of seniors that are friends of mine that have not gone to a grocery store during this time. I know people that aren't seniors that have not gone to a grocery store. Yeah, I've known of people that say they get their groceries delivered and leave them out in the vestibule for 24 hours. So- 
Oh, don't leave your milk out there for 24 hours. I would imagine that uh, they do not get, they at least have the they have refrigerated milk, stuff separate. <laughs> uh, and along these lines, next, freezer and cooler supply chain. Wow, mm. yeah. You know, mm. Lisa and I are always like, we need another refrigerator. It's only yeah. us two. But when she gets back from shopping, she jam packs that thing. She buys so much produce. Um, next, dark kitchens. They are virtual restaurants without tables. This sounds like the, the to-go industry. Oh, okay. Which, yeah, yeah, you know, we got, did I mention to you last week that we got our favorite local chef out here? He shut down his restaurants and just opened up a catering business like boom like that and lisa just had him deliver ordered some food from his, from oh. his catering restaurant yeah. and he delivered it here himself like he's doing everything himself which is amazing wow. he's such a huge successful guy i just tell you, I, I think i told you i don't think this guy can sit still i'm sure he could be collecting tons of money from unemployment ppp loans and and he chooses to just pivot his business and work so, so when he delivers the food, it's all prepared. It's yes. it's cooked. You could just and basically put gourmet. it on the table at that point. Absolutely, and oh, absolutely boy, gourmet, nice. delicious. Yeah, uh, so he's an amazing guy. I wish all of us could find our our passion, our career passion, the way he has. He just mm -hmm. went right into it. I mean, this dude loves what he does, and he's always that's, super happy. That's um, great. Next, reverse globalization. I read this earlier, and I'm still not sure if I understand it. And when I read this to you, you tell me what it means. Okay. All right. Try me. <laughs> yeah. Vast socioeconomic trends had started to reverse globalization as companies sought supply chain resiliency by moving manufacturing closer to the consumer and creating redundancy in manufacturing and distribution operations. Last sentence. That trend will raise as leaders ensure that their organizations will never be caught off guard like this again. Oh, you uh -oh. know what? I we guess kind I of get that. This yeah. time I get it. It, it, yeah. it refers to what we just mentioned a few. Yes, exactly. Right. About the, bringing, bringing stuff back. We, we, you singled out China on that whole mm -hmm. thing. Right, right. And thank God. Thank God yeah, that's well, happening. They own our pharmaceuticals. It was a wake-up call, right? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Not just the pharmaceuticals. That's just the one that impacts everybody so immediately. But mm -hmm. so much stuff that we gave away, and, and yeah. now we gave them control, and it all came to light during the pandemic. So this is one good thing that's coming out of this. Yeah. Okay, final two on this article. But I got another five that are more like local, more like individually based. Okay. Okay, supply chain resilience. This again sounds like it ties in. As discussed earlier, there would be a renewed interest in reshoring product to the United States and moreover North America. Supply chains right. have, uh, have been outsourced to Asia in the fields of medical, pharmaceuticals, and critical componentry. Yes. And <laughs> hospitals were mm -hmm. totally affected by that, especially with uh, PPE. You know, I've been trying to buy rubbing alcohol. No yeah, you can't find it. it. Now it's, here too. It's a staple that I always use uh, on my face and my oily parts of my face around my nose yeah. and stuff. And yeah, you can't get it. And I talked to a guy at a store and he's like, no, we can't even get it shipped. He goes, no. it's being reserved for the hospitals. Well, Merle, there hasn't been... Uh, as we've talked about many times, a big rush to the hospitals that, that was feared. I, it, that stuff was almost free, you know? It was. It was the cheapest right. stuff in the world. I, I, how are they hoarding it? How can, how can they not make enough rubbing alcohol? I have no answer to that question. I don't get question. it either. And yeah. I looked it up yeah. on Amazon. People are selling that stuff for no less than like $12 a bottle. That, wow. that was previously 99 cents. 99 cents, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> hey, last one on this, uh, e-learning. And this, I've been talking with my Airbnbers about it because they've been home, homeschooling their kid, mm -hmm. of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've found some amazing uh, things online to assist with that. They said it's better than going to school. And I bet. Mm, think about that. Now, I also heard, I, I bring them up every freaking podcast, but Jordan Peterson was talking about how learning is going more and more online. And geez, I know I'm very self-taught in nearly everything. There's a YouTube video for everything, you know? And um, so I, uh, 
I learn a lot that way. But as he was saying, if think if you can get your your uh, college class online from a Jordan Peterson. He recorded it. It's now it's being shown for years and years over. Okay, so you have a choice between Jordan Peterson or Joe Schmo at your local college. Who do you want to get taught philosophy by? Well, yeah. Here's yeah. the downside of that. Uh, so now you got about 300 of your top teachers uh, online in, in an online college. That displaces uh, everybody in every inst- learning institution. Think about yeah. that. Yeah, this is, it, it, it's an interesting situation that's going on. And one thing that uh, we're seeing as well is that the older students seem to be doing okay with this type of e-learning, but yeah. the younger students, um, you know, up to fourth grade, they are struggling. They need this. socialization. They really they, do. They do. They have a hard time sitting down and concentrating on mm-hmm. what's happening on the on the computer. It's um, it's been very challenging for parents. And I also see some uh, pretty unique uh, solutions for that that are happening out there. I talked to one of my coworkers, and she actually has uh, a friend of hers that's got a facility at her property and she's a stay-at-home mom so she's having several of the neighborhood kids come over this place is all packed out with great wi-fi and everything and she's nice. sort of running a, a a virtual classroom there for the neighborhood oh that's and i that's think cool. what we're seeing is a lot of thinking outside the box and ways of 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 dealing with this whole thing that once have, things start to hopefully come back to normal, I think people are going to have more choices than they had mm, before. Agreed. And I think when we're seeing the, our school systems are really failing. They, they were before this, but now mm. they seem to be doubling down on really this very left way of thinking where yeah. they're indoctrinating the children into a, a, a very socialist type of a mindset. Mm. I think, this has exposed that there's there were articles that came out this week where teachers were saying that they feared the whole online school because now parents could see exactly what the teachers were actually teaching the students and especially when it came to racism and xenophobia and transgender relationships and things like that they said you know we had a motto that what happens in the classroom stays in the classroom well this is uh uh, all been exposed Mm -hmm. and now parents are realizing this is happening to their to their children and that maybe this whole pandemic and school closing is a blessing in disguise because they can look for alternatives and i really believe that homeschooling is going to go through the roof here the next year and I think it should, uh, for reasons discussed. But there are things. There's, um, like, I, I remember listening to a podcast a little while ago. I don't remember where, because I listened to a lot of them. But this guy, super successful guy, but he said he, super smart guy, but he said he has this kind of like, maybe it's ADD, call it what you want, but he can't sit still. He discovered this uh, about himself early on. And when he finally decided that he would take his own education in one hour increments, he would have to get up. He could only sit still for like one hour at a time. Well, then he started really excelling. And like I said, Mm. so he just keeps opening up different companies and stuff, but he found what works for him. And with these kids, try expecting a kid to sit somewhere, uh, sit still for six hours while they're trying to learn something is ridiculous. It's not a realistic expectation. So we could take a little bit from what I just said, the story I just said, you know, yeah. have them do a half hour at a time and then engage them with some kind of a game. And we haven't seen our best educational system yet, but it's on its way. It's evolving. And, um, well, you know, that's very interesting what you're saying. And also boys and girls are very different and mm-hmm. they learn differently as well. Mm-hmm. I have this picture in my head. You just while pissed you off some people right there with that. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's real. It Get over real. it. And um, I could just see people. I could see I got this funny picture in my head of a classroom with all these uh, treadmills with kids with boys on there having to keep up, you know, and the teacher's got control of the speed. <laughs> 
Well, they kids need engagement and uh, gamifying learning activities, I think, is a smart way to go. In fact, I think that's what my my renters were talking about when they, they said this amazing online math course. How I think old are they, their kids? Pardon? With their, their children, how old are they? Now, he's, he's got one 10-year-old. They have oh, one 10-year-old boy. Okay. And uh, they said that um, it's a math course. Said mm-hmm. it's absolutely stunning how engaging it is. And they, really? they learned a lot as well. It was fun. Wow. That's yeah. cool. Boy, I remember being that age and that being my worst class. Same here. As a matter of fact, in college, uh, my first semester, like many people's first semester, I was not into it. And I failed introduction to math. And... Um, I found that I could, if I took five philosophies, I could dodge all math courses. Yes, <laughs> that's what I did too. Did you? I, t- yeah. I, took, I, I didn't philosophy. fail, but I, I took the, um, the algebra class that I had to take and <laughs> Brutal. I got through that. I think I got a, a C on that, but mm. I didn't, that was it. That was the last math class I ever had to take. I was so yeah. happy. We, we also had that freshman forgiveness policy because so many kids come from high school, go to college their first semester and just screw something away. Because you get into, you're, you're on your own for the first time. Ever. Right, yeah. right. And, Boy, that but, was a crazy time, wasn't it? College and you know what? That first year. That yeah, was yeah, for sure. Craziest. But it was our second year that you and I met. And, right, right. Uh, it, got, it was a whole lot more fun for me after that. Um, for me too. But see, everything that we're talking about right there flies in the face of the online hybrid yeah, or really whatever does, is right? going to happen. Yeah, yeah so. Because it, it's the relationships that mean so much. And, and uh, one other thing, too, is in the face of college football and how all of these seasons are being crushed by the dis- decision to remain safe boy I look back on my time I didn't play any college sports but I played in high school and Mm -hmm. I I learned so much on the on the in sports on the battlefield about myself discipline uh, how it how to push yourself and also playing on a team yeah being with other people so much working with other people working through adversities Mm. um whether it was relationships or how to how to come up with a mutual strategy and being able to win these are classic skills that you need to catapult your career in Mm. any way i rely on those things that i learned back then even today uh and yeah. I, don't, I can't even remember what I learned in, in many of my classes. Very true, history. man. And the uh, learning how to win and learning how to lose, that's so important. Boy, they're equally as important, mm-hmm. aren't they? They, they really mean, are. Yeah. You, sometimes I feel like I learned more during the losses than I did during the victories. It's, we, we talk about that. Uh, we've talked about it many times, the power of failure. And um, who was that that wouldn't work with anybody that hadn't failed at least three times? Famous yeah. businessman. Yeah. Who, 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 who I, don't, I don't know who's any, any famous businessman probably said that. Yeah, for sure. Learn way more from failure. But somebody that has failed multiple times and you still see them as a success, they learn how to pick themselves up. That's the vital part. Yes. You know, it's easy yes. to get kicked in the teeth and stay down. You know, it sure is. It yeah. sure is. And that's the problem that that I feel. And you brought it up earlier that the young people today are not learning that because once they get kicked or bullied, oh, they cry. The you poor thing. We yeah. we've got to, you know, do it mm-hmm. for you. Hey, so I just want to go on to this uh, next one. There's about five different other other suggestions of industries that are booming. And this is on a smaller scale. I think you'll find it interesting. Gifts and occasions. And this reminds me of, I have uh, a colleague that sells cookies. Her business is called Wow Cookies. And so you could buy them online. Lisa gets uh, cookies from her all the time. Now they're damn expensive, but they're the best ones, swear to God, that you'll ever have in your life really? in brownies. And so she has these business packages and stuff. So it's very effective for schmoozing a client or something with these things. Oh, yeah. But Lisa sends them like to her mother and stuff like that. And she couldn't be have she couldn't be more thankful when she receives mm. that kind of stuff. So gifts and occasions that uh, let's see. Cool. The gift sector on Mother's Day increased by 122%. 
so Over yeah. the last Mother's Day is that is that what it's I you know about? I haven't read this and it's a little lengthy. So now this year Mother's Day coincided with the newly introduced instructions on social distancing and self isolation. As a result, consumers were forced to rethink how they treated mom to something special. Instead of Sunday lunches at the pub, people are uh, getting flower bouquets uh, and stuff yeah. like that. So it that. sounds like so, the difference between last year and the year before. Yeah, or this for year sure. And the year before. So yeah. yeah, you can see how that's booming. That's uh, that's good news for people that want that have been thinking about going out on their own and doing something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, big time. Now. So, and especially so many people are struggling right now you know uh government can't take care of us forever as much as we some of us would like oh these are also investment opportunities as well that's a really good point so not too uh distantly related home and garden so uh yeah man i everybody's been uh doing a lot of lawn work around here landscaping and stuff like that uh let's see order volumes for brands in this sector have increased 55 percent year on year um referrals have increased 83 percent so that is kind of interesting next up and i know this is a big one i know it health and fitness so if you nutritionists are, are making it big. Uh, so mm. you do your own consultancy business. Uh, you, I mean, a lot of people going online and yeah, you know me, as soon as the gym shut down, I immediately found that uh, a YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah of this you company. did good with that. Yeah, I really did. I really enjoyed that. I think I'll be doing that a bit come winter uh, when I'm not riding yeah. my bike all the time. And your gym is still open? It is. And I oh, go there almost nice. every weekday. And wow, uh, yeah. so I ride my bike there. That's my cardio. That's uh, great. That so is that, great. Yeah. Because in the winter, man, I, I hate going nah. in there and feeling like I got to go on a hamster wheel for 15 or 20. Yeah. I Riding your bike that. in the winter in your area doesn't uh, work. Uh, not for, I, I did buy my winter garb a couple years ago. Yeah. But I'm still like, it's got to be over 50 degrees for me to go out there. Yeah. Uh, it's no, it's no, it's not fun. enjoyable. No, no, it's not. It's not. So yeah, nutrition too. Uh, and you know, I mentioned before I'd have to get certified, but I would love to, in, in some of my dreams, I kind of uh, would love to segue into a health, uh, fitness and nutrition guy for people over 50. And yeah, especially as you definitely get to 60 and a stuff. need there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because it's well, really and especially different. right now, because I mean, so many people are struggling with this whole stay-at-home thing, and mm -hmm. and 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 hard to stay motivated. The whole isolation thing really is a puts a cramp in everybody's style. Mm -hmm. And you know, when you're at home and you're not, it, it takes your motivation away from doing the physical things that you need to do. Yeah, uh, it is. It, there's a need. There's a big need, Barry. Right. Get out well, there. Make it happen. Yeah, and it's, you know, hopefully this is inspiring to some people. I got a final two. And uh, so the second to the last one is food and drink. Uh, we predict food and drink brands facing the biggest demand over the next coming months. Food remains mm. one of the few pleasures we can still enjoy. Very <laughs> true. What did yeah. I just say about uh, our That's the local, dangerous part too. <laughs> but our local chef who pivoted right, and, and right. started doing this catering. Right. And he's, he's got to be doing very well. I'm yeah. sure he is. Yeah. So, and then there's drink. With people at the pub replaced by virtual get-togethers via apps like House Party. Never heard of that. Me neither. Right. Uh, you know what I was thinking just this morning? I was in the shower thinking about what we're going to talk about. I was thinking about the online learning uh, yeah. that we were talking about before. I wondered, I, I, it's the first time I thought about this, but people that are single, young and single, or divorced and single how are they dating i know everybody is doing tinder and these different dating apps how has that yeah. been going for the past almost a year that's a good question and here's the other uh, thing i, I don't know the about answer. too is that you know for young people you go out and you basically you go into a facility at least out here everyone's wearing masks um how do you if you're single and you see somebody but they're wearing a mask does yeah. that I mean, there's a, 
there's you don't you don't get to see half the person's face and so there's <laughs> you fall right there yeah yeah you make so kind of you get yourself into a proposition that she takes right. off her mask and she's got these gnarly teeth and i was gonna say <laughs> teeth teeth are important and you can't you can't really see their teeth and uh um, right and you know they their chin i mean and i mean it goes it goes both ways, you know. Hair's there's, coming up. There's a, a big surprise, you know. Right. This is the real way. Like that Seinfeld episode where that girl would, it was so clever. She would, yeah, she would look different and different, like horrible yeah. in different lighting. She's a two-face. Yeah, yeah. So I wondered about the online dating. Like, are those apps, like, are they, are they hurting really bad? I don't know the Gosh. answer to that. I mean, it, what a terrible time to be uh, a single could, person. Yeah, you could get so lonely. Uh, I don't know. Well, Maybe they're I think doing it goes it all back virtually. to that one in four young people. That was between 18 and 24, uh, uh, the, the, the CDC reporting on the suicide thing. I mean, this is oh, a tough right. time for the young people out there, not to it mention really everybody else, but I think especially them. Yeah, this is this is really a, a challenge. This subject matter makes me think of a very funny story. Uh, a few years ago, probably about four years ago, I remember. Okay, so Lisa's always had this thing where she would always say, "I don't snoop uh, in my boyfriend's stuff because if I felt I had to do that, I would get out of there before I did that." You know, mm -hmm. very self-righteous kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And don't tell her I said this uh, oh, or, okay. or told this story. And uh, so one day I left my phone in the bathroom and uh, I was looking for it later. It's like, oh, oh, there it is. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Lisa was running around acting very strange all day. You know, I was, mm -hmm. it was a Saturday or something. And finally, she, she stops me and uh, I, I should practice how I tell this story because it's really funny if I could tell it right. And it's probably going to be goofy if I don't. But this was during the time about four years ago. Uh, you know, we talk, I've talked about .coms, .nets, these different right, right. You know, internet domain extensions. And uh, this was a time when about 30 of these new ones came out, .science, .play, you name it, it came out. Well, spammers are like, holy crap, this is the best. So because people don't have filters for these things yet. So I was getting spammed with everything under the sun for the short period of time. Just so happens this was a time when she found my phone and it was on, not locked or anything. So she comes up to me later in the day. She's acting weird all day and she's tears in her eyes. She goes, I gotta, I gotta talk to you. And I'm like, uh -uh. oh, honey, what's wrong? What is it? And um, she goes, I got to admit, I found your phone and I went through your email and I saw that you had an email from Russian Brides Online. Oh my gosh. And I started busting up so hard because it's, I had the realization that she just got caught in a trap of her own making. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm getting spammed. Now she didn't say anything weird about, uh, buy a pet online, uh, buy a horse, buy a donkey, uh, all this. I'm getting crazy spam like you would not believe during this time. But she finds Russian brides. Now, if it was, um, what is that, Madison, Dolly Madison? Oh, yeah. Ashley that, Madison. Was, if it were yeah. Ashley Madison, I could see the suspicion. But Russian brides online? It's like, yeah, honey, this is Olga. She's going to stay with us for a while. <laughs> she's an yeah, exchange she's just student. a friend. She's <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> just a friend. Don't worry about it. So anyways, I laughed so hard about that. And, and the funny thing was, was like, she still got tears in her eyes. I like doubled over laughing because then immediately, I immediately saw what was going on there. Yeah. So yeah, don't sleep uh, in, your, in your boyfriend or husband's phone. You know, you right. don't know what you're going to find and build it into something. Oh my I, But gosh. I don't have anything. I don't have anything on my computer or phone that she would ever... Um, could mis misconstrue for real. Yes. Right? I don't need I'm that. I'm an open book. It's, yeah. I, I went out to lunch with a client yesterday and I, and I literally said, uh, because we're talking about somebody that cheats on their wife. And it's like, God, how could you like have two women in your life for like, one's not enough of a challenge in I mean, a daily basis. Right. Jeez. Right. Talk about a way to age quickly. <laughs> Yeah, to say the least. And I would hate to have to keep up with lies. Oh, oh God, God that's I'm a horrible worst. liar. Me too. I'm, I'd I'm, just rather not deal with that. Yeah, it's too hard. 
It is. It is. So we were talking, okay, I got the last one of these things and uh, you're never going to guess, but uh, I guess it makes sense. Beauty, the beauty industry. Our appearance may not be our biggest concern right now. That's mm. for sure. Uh, but for some consumers, the sudden abundance of free time coupled with anxiety presents the perfect time to practice self-care. So it's, you know, it's, this is largely huh, I never would have guessed this. But like the health and fitness. Oh, yeah. and as, it's, as they say it, I'm, I'm like, oh, I can see that they're saying. Mm -hmm. On average, sales for beauty skincare brands have increased by 37% year on year. Referrals have increased by 64%. This is likely heightened by the abundance of makeup and skincare tutorials available on social media platforms like Instagram and TikTok. TikTok, which boy, is there a lot of movement uh, to get TikTok out of here. And um, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's, that's it. That's all for all, all that. Stuff. Well, then I, I changed my mind on that whole unmasking thing. You know, when, when people take their masks off, they've been using all this uh, yeah. moisturizer and everything. It's just right. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Maybe the, the online dating industry is actually bustling as we yeah, put maybe, all this together. Maybe, because they don't have any place else to, to go to date. So maybe maybe there's another investment opportunity. All right. So we spent a lot of time on it. It's good stuff, though. I think it's really good stuff, but we haven't so really talked a lot. We kind of went all over the place, and we're almost at an hour already. So uh, current I know, events, crazy. I personally for once, I don't have a lot that I wanted to uh, bring up myself, but I'm sure you do. I always do. And, yes. uh, but I, I, I mean, hey, the big thing was the Joe Biden pick of Kamala Harris. And I wanted to Very say unlikable. to you, I wanted to say, you're the one last week, you said that it looked like she was the one that oh, was yeah. going to be chosen. And, you know, a lot of people weren't saying that. So Look what a box they put themselves in. It had to be a black woman. Who would and, you pick? And there were several people that they were looking at. Was uh, it going to be Candace Owens? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. But right. I know that he was looking at several people. Um, boy, I'm trying to. Susan Rice was one of the people they yes. were looking at. Early on, she was talked about a lot. Uh, there was that uh, congresswoman that was up there as well. Uh, th there was the the mayor of Atlanta he was looking at. There were a lot yes. of people, but I thought Kamala Harris, I mean, she got less than 2% in the, in the mm. primaries. She actually had said early on that she believed the accusers of Joe Biden who had accused yeah. him of sexually assaulting yeah. them. She said she believed those women. She actually had said in the in the primaries that she didn't believe Joe Biden was a bigot, but mm. he had lined up with segregationalists and had been against desegregating the school systems, making him out to be a bigot. I thought, really, Joe Biden's going to pick this person to right. be his running mate? Do you I mean, think seriously, he if, picked her? I think he was told i think he i don't think he's made many decisions in his life to tell you the truth don't you think mm -hmm. that he was pretty much said you know joe we think you know kamala is your person i think that indeed that, that has to be happening because it seems like anytime he says something on his own it's terrible <laughs> i mean it does not go it anywhere backfires badly, i think yes. he's i think when he makes these speeches that the speeches are completely written for him. He's not saying anything that uh, that he's actually written. Mm -hmm. I think that when you see something in writing from him, he's not the one that's actually writing it. I, but I mean, Kamala Harris was so unpopular as a presidential candidate. It makes me think, I mean, you said this several times, Barry, whoever Joe Biden picks is basically going to be the president. Yes. I think everybody knows that. So why would why would the people that are telling Joe Biden what to do pick Kamala Harris? I think she's just because she's got the biggest name recognition. Out mm. of the uh, black women, again, they put themselves in such a tiny box there. Uh, he had to go with a black woman. So I, she's got the most name recognition. Out but of, you would think it would be somebody that was more popular than her yeah she's uh we've said this before she's so inauthentic and they keep replaying her only famous moment of the uh 
of the de presidential debates. And it was that I knew a girl that took the bus to school, you know, that, and then she get, cracks her voice at just the right moment there. Like yes. you could see her rehearsing that in the mirror like 50 times. And, and it comes off that way too. It, it's it cringy does. to me. Lisa asked me, Hey, did you watch her acceptance speech? I, no, I shut the, uh, I, I watched stuff on my laptop. I shut my laptop off at that time. I can't, I can't stand listening. She's Hillary all over again to me. Inauthentic. She's and extremely inauthentic. Power. Yes. Okay. Yes. And she would, it, she comes off as being a person that would do anything in mm. order to be sitting in the seat as mm -hmm. president. Mm -hmm. Now that brings up my point, which is after you've seen her, if I'm Joe Biden, you've seen her go after you. In, in terrible underhanded ways. You're a bigot, you're a misogynist. Mm -hmm. you, he's seen That's her a leftist playbook. Say whatever she needs to say in order to get power. How can he trust her? How can he trust her to be his running mate? I mean, okay, let's say they get elected. Well, she wants to be the president. I'd be having like food tasters. <laughs> <laughs> I know, man. I, I'm serious. She's super power hungry. You can see that. I, I don't know. I, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. But, it, you know, I said from the beginning, come on, Dems, you had four years to put together a solid package. This is it. And this yeah. is what you come up with. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty it's gonna be, pretty crazy. It's going to be an ugly pretty election cycle. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I think so. And already they've come out swinging uh, with some pretty dirty kind of yeah. stuff. I I don't see the Trump campaign being any um, any ball of sunlight either. It seems no. to me this is going to be a slugfest. It's going to be in the mud. It's going to be in the mud. I am looking forward to the debates. I think that's going to be. Uh, I'm dreading them. I'm dreading, them. dreading I will, them. I will watch. I will certainly watch, but <laughs> I'll be watching like nervously because for one, uh, I find Trump to be so embarrassing and the childishness of the uh, nicknames and all of that. But I still don't think they're going to bode very well against him. Uh, you know, they're just going to do the whole leftist playbook, which you just brought up is you're a misogynist, you're a racist. It doesn't work with him. He doesn't even care about that. Uh, you know, he just will say whatever he wants to say regardless. It's water off a duck's back to him. Yeah, and I don't know that it's, I mean, the people that are, you know, think that he's a misogynist and a racist. There's no way they're ever going to come around and, oh, no, he's not a misogynist or a racist anymore. So, right. I mean, those, those people have already been convinced. I don't know that <clears throat> the people that don't believe that are going to suddenly be convinced that he's a racist, racist or a misogynist either. I think that uh, that ticket has already been played. Yeah, well, so, we, what else do you have? We talk about it all the time. We just had a two-term black president, and now they're all trying to tell us that everybody in uh, America is racist. It's ridiculous, you know? I agree. And we're the least racist country in uh, the world, and you have all the opportunity. We say this all the time. The American dream is available to you. You just got to work for it. Well, right now, you have to work for it. And that, uh, they're offended by that. Uh, I, I know it's uh, it's it's <laughs> it's a crazy world that we live in. Hey, just shifting gears a little bit here. How about did you see where the uh, soccer team, the Dallas uh, uh, Major League Soccer team, was kneeling down to the national anthem this week, and no. the fans were booing the team? Wow! <laughs> really great. Yeah. It, it is really interesting. And then what, what ended up happening is that the team was completely offended. And I've got this interview that I saw where one of, I don't know the guy's name, but he was saying that um, <clears throat> he thinks it's, uh, let's see, Reggie Cannon. <clears throat> Pardon me. He says, I think it was absolutely disgusting. You've got fans booing you for people taking a stand for what they believe in says, we've got fans booing us in our own stadium. How disgraceful is that? We asked, we asked for no anthem because we don't feel it was right for the anthem to be played at this moment, and they ignored our wishes, so we're going to kneel regardless if the anthem was played or not. Mm -hmm. So this guy on the team 
is is angry because the fans were booing and he's calling them disgusting and disgraceful. Mm. And I just got to say, you know, if you're a professional athlete and the fans en masse don't like what you're doing and you call them disgraceful and disgusting, I mean, isn't that your product? Aren't they your customer? Can you imagine if, if, uh, if I had a product that I was selling you and I did something that offended you and I called you disgusting and disgraceful, are you going to buy my product? I do, I but here's, here's what I hate about this is that they are, what I mean by they is the commissioners of these leagues are putting these very young people into a position where they have to pick a side. They have to. They don't have a choice. Um, and so they're going to go with the most popular side, most of them. And you know how these young people are anyway. Mo most people are more liberal when they're younger and they get more conservative as they accumulate any degree of wealth because um, they want to protect it. And uh, so I, I said this before, uh, a buddy of mine enlightened me to this. I absolutely believe politics should be taken out of our entertainment completely, especially sports. It's the time to get away from it and come together and have fun. And, I agree. And so they should keep the teams in the locker room until after the anthem and then bring them out. Take I think it that out. it's Take too bad that that has to be a solution because it seems to me that the one thing that we can all agree on is the national anthem. It's too bad that we can't. I'm just going to read the one last thing here that the coach said. He said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for our fans because we had somebody chanting USA when they don't understand what oh kneeling God. means. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Take it um, out. Take it out of the game. I cannot stand. I think this. it's a shame. I think it's a shame that we have to take the national anthem out in order to solve. This We're dealing with children here, man. You got to take the toys away. They and can't that's play what nice, I'm saying. Is, you take it is, away. This is what's so sad, though, Barry. Is that children? You're right. You're exactly right. There's no discipline any mm -hmm. longer, mm -hmm. and the coaches themselves, who should be the ones that are mentoring these young people into discipline are actually saying what I just read. They're apologizing for the fans. You know, and I saw uh, Frank Cohn, the Indians manager, do exactly that. And he was pandering to the left. And I know for a fact, he's an Ital old Italian guy. He's getting, out, he's getting behind the camera. He's going home, having a drink, and he is just bashing this whole movement. You know, but he said exactly the opposite in front of a camera. And I just thought that was despicable. To make uh, people do this, I'm saying it again, just take it out of sports. It's not a place for it. It's not a place for politics, <clears throat> especially of this kind of immature uh, thing that we got going on right here. Well, and, and the reason I think it's too bad is because it is such an American pastime, these sports, and that's why the national anthem is being played, and it represents the spirit of America. Mm -hmm. And by the way, in sporting events all around the world, they play their own national mm -hmm. anthem. So it, it's, it's a tradition that these people have ruined. They think that they're not disrespecting America by protesting and kneeling down. They're absolutely doing that no matter what anybody says. That's the way the fans are taking it. And they're ruining their own – they're shooting themselves in the foot by doing this. Agreed. And they, they totally are. Okay, a couple other things. One is that – got to uh, wind up, so I hope it's not too heavy. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> they are. And uh, let me just say, so Barr is coming out with uh, some, some more information regarding the Russian investigation that should be coming out today. That's going to be interesting. But I say, hurry up with it already. If you've mm. got stuff out there that, that America needs to hear, what are you waiting for? It's, it's, you know, it's time. Let's hear what you got here. Probably, I'm just guessing, probably waiting to get closer to the election. Maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's pretty close, uh, yeah, but I, yeah. I agree. I, what is it, the day before? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, it, I think a whole lot of different news is going to come up. You know, they've been sleeping on the whole uh, uh, what's his Hunter Biden thing for a long time. That, you know that's what I'm gonna... talking about. This is what Barr has been investigating. Mm -hmm. It's got everything to do with the Russian collusion and, and okay. Ukraine all and all that kind of stuff. So come on, let's start, let's, mm -hmm. let's start getting some information out here. But anyhow. Okay. Uh, hey, I wanted to tell you. Yeah. Uh, so just the other night, I was on uh, Amazon, I think it was, Prime, and I found the movie, like when I read it 
uh, like, oh, that rings a bell. Peanut Butter Falcon. I heard about this. No, uh, yeah, wrestler. because you told me about it on yeah. the podcast. Yeah, yeah, okay. You highly right. recommend it. I haven't it. seen it yet. It was somebody yes, recommended it to me. No, oh, I didn't really? actually. Yeah. Oh. I've been, I've totally, after I told you about it, I totally forgot about it. Oh, I okay, because I thought you told me all about it. Us, I told you. I, yeah, I did. And it was because of this woman that I met in, uh, in a bakery who told me how great this movie was. Um, I, the reviews and, are fantastic. It, yeah, I hadn't I, even heard about it. I'm going to tell you, here's, I categorize movies like this. Is it a Saturday night movie or is it a Sunday morning movie? Hmm. those are two to, it's a sunday morning movie uh, it's huh. you, you know it, it may be I know a what you mean. rainy day sunday morning movie okay uh -huh. Uh -huh. it's it's like a huck finn tale and uh and uh it's uh, the star of uh, shia lebeau uh, he used to get a lot of flack for being weird or something a few years yeah yeah uh, he was good he was very good and uh the the co-star of this is uh, a young man with down syndrome Yes. And he, he does a great job as well. And it's all about this journey that they go on together, which that part is so cool because it takes place in uh, North Carolina, Outer Banks. You know, it's all outdoors. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're on a raft going down the river for a lot of it. And all these adventures happen. You're outside with them and, you know, camping out at night as they're trying to get to this destination where, because the kid, uh, I say kid, he's a young man. Um, with the down syndrome wants to become a professional wrestler right. and there's a wrestling camp down. That's their destination. Oh, gotcha. So it's all about that. And then, uh, the, uh, romantic lead in it is Dakota Johnson. Is it Johnson? Jackson? Dakota oh, uh, yeah. Johnson. Don Johnson's daughter. Oh, is it? I yeah. didn't know that. She's I good. Saw, I She's met good. her. I was camping, uh, not camping. I was hiking with Anne Marie, and we we ran into her in the in the woods actually. And really? I said hi. I I like your hat. And she goes, oh, thank you. And and then walked away. Anne Marie was that's, that's Dakota Johnson. Did you know that? Uh, I'm like, I wouldn't no. know her. <laughs> the first time I ever <laughs> saw her with somebody with a nice hat on. <laughs> but I thought that's funny. But I thought that she came off as very likable. Uh, yeah. I would watch her in something else. I would like to watch her in something else. I didn't think that they had very believable chemistry. I thought that the romantic th connection that they developed didn't have enough development at all. It was just like, oh, okay, so I guess they're going to get together uh, at the end and all become a big happy family or something. But uh, at the end, it got. The end was incredibly unbelievable compared to the real Don't give it away. of the rest. So I, I, I'm saying I think that you should go into it with lowered expectations and you'll uh, really like it. Because I had okay. super high expectations and I was a little disappointed. Ah, gotcha. but it's a very feel-good movie. And oh, it's I fun because you go on this adventure outside on the Outer Banks the whole way. That is cool. I love that. Yeah. It, 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 this is a, still a time where, I, like we've talked about, I've watched more movies during this time sure. than I've ever watched in my life. And it's been kind of fun, actually. Yeah, there's, yeah, there's a lot of things. And we've mentioned before that we're spending more quality time with our families and stuff. As, and I, I think that's a bad thing for a lot of people. Oh, you know what, along those lines. So my poor Airbnbers, or renters, they're not Airbnb. Uh, my renters are going back to New York, Brooklyn, to a one-bedroom apartment. Ooh. And I've, I've been seeing some headlines where New York is just not doing that well. That sounds oppressive, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, de Blasio has really ruined that entire yes. town. Yeah. And what a dislikable guy yeah and getting more so by the day yeah he doesn't i would i would hate it if that guy were my next door neighbor yeah or my mayor oh well just yeah yeah how he's, horrible he better brush up his resume i don't think that he's going to be getting reelected. i think he's gonna to have to change his identity <laughs> agreed we gotta wrap up but i want to say everybody please like and share our video uh subscribe to our youtube channel if that's your uh platform of choice or just go to over 50 startingover.com and you could uh subscribe to your podcast of choice or anything else and like us on facebook you could do that from our website as well Merle, great talking to you, man. And, and you too, Barry. Yeah, I love you, brother. Talk to you next you week. You too.